This podcast contains detailed plot spoilers, adult language, and mature themes. Listener discretion is advised. Tonight we are going through episode eight of WandaVision, second last episode of the season. I, uh, I'm i your host tonight. My name is Jeff. This is Harry, once again. And this is Nathan. All right. Well, welcome back, guys. We are getting down to it now. This is second last episode of WandaVision. I mean, I guess I could ask how you guys are doing. We've been talking for like 20 minutes already, so... We spent an hour talking about cake already, so... It's... Yeah, and we, we covered, we covered, we got that cake situation locked down. We are solid with the cake. Let's talk about WandaVision. So just, I thought I'd ask you guys, you know, real quick. I mean, we obviously have a deviation from the established format. Any kind of high-level thoughts from either of you before we break down the episode? I don't know. Was there a format with respect to a sitcom for this episode? It just felt no. like, yeah, I didn't feel like there was. No. No. Well, no. The, it does sort of pay, I guess, a little bit of tribute to the, the flashback type of episode, even though these are events we haven't really seen before. But I kind of thought, that, oh, this is the greatest hits kind of thing mixed in with, you know, a bit of like Christmas the, Carol. Like the clip show. A little bit of that. Although, yeah, this is, I guess, m- maybe more akin to the community clip show where we're seeing stuff that we've never yeah. seen before. Even though yeah. most of the events in the show, we have at least, well, not most of them we've kind of heard about, I guess, and like just from the previous movies and such. Yeah, I don't think there's any revelations as far as the material covered in the flashbacks. We know this, this is her backstory. This is just sort of the details of that. You know, let's go through the episode here. We, we ended last week on a bit of a cliffhanger with Wanda coming down to the basement and discovering her neighbor is obviously much more than than she seems so she is the wit- wow man i forgot her name already agatha harkness agatha yeah agatha harkness yeah so we open on her on her backstory back in massachusetts during the i presume the salem witch trial area or area era and she's betrayed her coven so let's let's talk about this, this is some important backstory nathan why don't you why don't you lead us off here with uh, Agatha's backstory. I thought it was kind of neat that they did, like they pulled a little rope-a-dope with, because they, they, they show like the Salem, Mash, I can't even, I can never say the state properly, Massachusetts. I, as it's, it's, I just can never say it properly. And then the year, and you think, oh, okay, they're, uh, here's Agatha, they're going to get burner at the stake. But th- it's the rest of her coven, I guess. And so it's, you know, a, a neat little reversal. Uh, although I, I do, I do kind of hate it when sh- like shows and movies kind of go to that well of the, the Salem witch trials where mm. like innocent people were killed, like women were killed because they, there's various things that like, well, they owned property and like, well, they had to be, they, and they had to go. And so yeah. it, so I kind of, I, I kind of don't dig it when they go to that because I, I don't know. It's a little yucky, but I mean, whatever. It, it kind of is what it is, I, I suppose. But they, but they did. I think they they do pull a bit of a reversal very quickly to kind of to sort of play off of your expectations a bit. And then just sort of overall, there's some neat things with the the way the scene kind of plays out. Do we want to talk about the whole scene or just sort of the lead up? Yeah, no. Let's. Yeah, we'll talk about the whole scene. Yeah, the because I don't know if the if we'll ever have, and I I don't know. I have no idea if this is the backstory for this. Character. Character. But I thought it was 
kind of neat that they didn't necessarily have to spell everything out. It's like there's she's different than the rest of them. She's like tapped into this new power. And then she even though they try and take her out and destroy her like that ends up kind of being their undoing that she's able to. I I guess the presumption is that she sucks the power out of them. Yeah, that's Um, what I read out of that. Yeah. And then I did sort of like the little there's a little well, they kind of do more of this with the Scarlet Witch thing. But like, I don't know if you notice, like with her, her mother cast the spell, she almost has like this magical crown very briefly. It's kind of blue. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, like, no, I bet that's going to come back up a little bit later. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, it's yeah, it's a good like just they they don't drag it out too much, which I appreciate. So it was, you know, a nice little backstory explainer. I agree with you on the, you know, going to the well of the Salem Witch Trials. Just It seems a little bit tired, and it almost sanitizes what that actually was. Yeah. You know, like there is no such thing as, you know, magic and real witches. They just burned innocent people at the stake, like burned people alive. And I feel like using that as backstory for this or anything, like it, they're not the first show to do it. It's, it's just a little, I don't think tone deaf is the right, is the right term for it, but it's a bit tired. It's a bit pedestrian. I feel like they could find another. Well, it, uh, a lot source, of shows you know? just generally use it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, tone deaf is, is wrong, but I, I think it's, it's a little overplayed because it's just like a shorthand. Right for oh this is yeah. this is the era of, of witches and I mean you can sort of squint and look at it as like well you know it's the MCU that has all these superheroes so in their world maybe blah 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 but you, you know you got to know that you, you're you're about the 200th TV show to use that shorthand for witches and they actually are witches which almost makes it worse yeah a, a little bit. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that means that yeah, they were actually burning real witches at the stake in this at this time. Like there were real witches. I, I know we're going into a little bit more than the show. We're thinking about it more than the show did, but I feel like that's a problem sometimes with the show is that we're thinking about it more than they did, and we're not thinking all that much. Like we didn't have to go far to figure this out. I I just kind of wish that they had thought it through a little bit more. Harry, do you have any uh, opening thoughts for the opening scene here? I dug it. I don't know. I think you guys are thinking too much about it. You're talking about shorthand. I agree. I don't see any issues here. I think it was, <laughs> we're talking about in our modern times, if they went back to the well and it's like a bunch of men burning Agatha, that'd be a different story. These are witch, it's witch on witch action here. And I didn't have any issue with it. You got five minutes to tell kind of a somewhat of a story for Agatha. Give her some backstory. You know, they whether it's shorthand or not, you got to get it done fast uh, to, to move the episodes along. It's the second last episode of this miniseries. I thought it was fine. And it was the longest episode. Like this is a forty-five minute episode. I think this is the longest one. They stuffed a lot into this into this episode. But yeah, we'll come to modern times. Wanda's in the basement. We get some bullshit about runes, so Wanda can't use her powers, and then we go on a trip down memory lane. So wait one second though, before we move past that, I did think that was interesting that they recontextualized her powers as magic. Because this is the first indication of that. Because it also seemed odd that Agatha was like a little, because she was questioning her and thought that, like, do you not see like what this room kind of is? And so mm-hmm. I, I, so I was a little, I thought it was interesting because I couldn't quite tell if she maybe was genuinely confused or knew that Wanda didn't understand the nature of her, her power or even I, what she was. I, 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 I thought that was a neat recontextualization of her. What I, her thought, I thought it's good because the whole episode, she's trying to figure out who exactly Wanda is. 
in, yeah, exactly. in the sense that is she, you know, a witch, witch, you know, like how did she, you know, she's trying to gain access to her scale of power. She finally mm-hmm. figures out it has to do with an infinity stone. But at the beginning of this episode, she was pretty much expecting that one is just like her. And she's yeah. trying to figure out just how could Agatha do what she did to this town at this scale? Because it doesn't seem that Agatha knew how to do something like this. That's why she was attracted to power. Yeah. That's why she's because scared. of the. Because of the scale of it, because she talked, I can't remember if it was in this scene or if it was later, because she talks about how, like, just like the overall scope of what Wanda was doing to the town, where it's like, you have like full on automation and spontaneous yeah. creation and stuff like that. And so I, it seemed as though Agatha was like, I, like, I've been doing this for 400 years. I like I can't like it's like all I can and she kind of did some stuff with like the insect bird as like I got she's basically saying all I've got is, is parlor tricks to show for and you just kind of like swept in because also like Wanda would be like a relatively public figure right so and so I thought that was kind of odd that like she wouldn't kind of know what Wanda was I guess but again I thought it was because this well was she would have like, seen. Wanda's powers and assumed it was magic. Like that was what her context was. I guess. I guess she would have sensed it. I just she wouldn't think have. That nobody it's... knew that it came from the Infinity Stone, right? I assume that wouldn't be common knowledge. No. Uh, I don't. That's hard so. to say. I mean, they should probably they want to like play down the part where she signed up for a terrorist organization and got no. special abilities, right? You know, in whatever the press briefer was when they introduced her as the newest member of the Avengers. Her and Robot Man, this is the new crew, and we'll just play down that Hydra part. It's almost like if you signed up for, like, ISIS, and you're like, ah, but, you know, like, we'll just ignore that. (laughs) I mean, she said, you mentioned it there, like, what seemed to be of the most interest to her was, well, I think she said magic on autopilot. She had this whole town, and it's like she didn't need to consciously control everything. She could set the stage, and then it would all play out by itself. And and that was, for Agatha, like, that, that power was... She had no concept of it. But yeah, it seemed like she, she was assuming it was magic because she even, she asked her a few times, like when, uh, for example, when we go back to her childhood there and they're hiding under the bed and that Stark Industries missile had shot uh, into their apartment there. And then she's like, Oh, did you, you use like a probability matrix spell or probability something? Like, hex, which is probability that's kind hex. of like, that's kind of yeah. like the term they used for her powers in the comic book. I, I, or they right. used to, I think like a, but, then, but she's just like, nah, it just was a dud. It just didn't go off. Like, there was no magic. But we should go to I the wonder- beginning of Oh, we're get, kind of getting off track. I, I only just brought it up as just like thought it was interesting that they're kind of not exactly retconning her, her powers, but just sort of giving us like some more context around them, right? Well, I guess we'll, we'll come back to it a bit here. But, and we'd mentioned on the show, so we can go back to the first flashback. Um, and it, just it, before see- you, you go on, Jeff, I think the more interesting point out of all of this, it seems that Agatha had nothing to do with the creation and the stability and continuation of this, what was going on in Westview. Correct. That's right. I think that's the implication. So every theory, and even I was on that train where like it was a combination of Wanda doing this and somehow some other outside influence. And that is not the case. Like just Mm -hmm. Agatha, yeah, like, I mean, we'll see kind of what happens, but Agatha was like, I mean, she's sort of manipulating events within yes. the hex, but she's not, she's not powering, like, she's trying to understand how it even works, yeah. which I think is, is, yeah, that's probably, that's really interesting. Now, is it just, like, is she already there? Like, just coincidentally, this super powerful 500 year old witch is 
No, I think it shows that she just came there. Do you, are the you town. mean like was she always at, like living in that house next door? Yeah. Well, well, where did she come from? No, I think I think she turned the owner into that rabbit and moved in. Okay. <laughs> Must be something yeah. along those lines. No, that's as good an explanation as any. Yeah, that's who. Um, who does she always say? Like her husband, the husband we never see. Is it Ned? I wonder if yeah, that's the something rabbit. like that. It could be the rabbit. Is it the rabbit? I would assume that'd be funny. I'd assume so. Yeah, yeah, that could I, be. I I don't think. Yeah, no, I think that what happened was that like it was like just when Wanda created the, like this new Westview out of like you know, over this town. I think that Agatha was immediately drawn to it. Just mm. like, it's just kind of like this big, it's kind of like from Endgame when they, you know, like Rocket Raccoon is like showing off, here's a map and here's where the snap happened and there's energy and stuff like that. I, I imagine there's like sort of like a magical version of that, that magic people use and like, oh, hey, there's this big thing of energy and Agatha just like went over to it. it yeah, that would make out. sense, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe we'll find out more. Maybe she just hangs uh, out in Jersey. I don't know. Yeah, she just hangs out in Jersey. No witch trials in Jersey. No, she just went to a Devils game. That's all. Because <laughs> you know the Devils. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> they need magic just to lace up their skates, man. Oof, boy, they need magic to exist. They're the Westview of the National Hockey League, right there. They're just a figment of somebody's imagination. That's right. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the first flashback. So Agatha takes. Wanda on a tour of her life. So we go back to Sokovia. She's a young girl. I think we said this on the show before. I, I think I had expressed the theory about the sitcoms. So her dad's selling bootleg DVDs of old, of old sitcoms. And that's what they do as a family. They sit down and have TV night and watch that. I thought that was nice context. It was nice to see one of our, one of our theories somewhat validated. So that was cool, but they got blowed up real good which is a real shame. Her and Pietro survive. I mean, that's quick. I, I mean, I, there's not a whole lot there other than just sort of the context for her sitcom affinity. You guys have any uh, comments on the first flashback? Mm, no. This, and obviously the Stark Industries yeah. missile. We, yeah, you already mentioned that and the dud. And, yeah, they're just showing now all the, uh, you know, all those commercials, how they kind of like the relation to those commercial flashbacks. Mm -hmm. Almost so. Yeah. I did think it was weird. I mean, not weird, because I guess that, like, there are parts of the world where this kind of nonsense will go on where there's, I mean, it, basically there's like a street battle happening outside. Hmm. I mean, I guess that's why, I mean, that's why the bomb was dropped on them. I did think it was, because there had been a theory floating that the, the two actors in the commercials would turn out to be the parents, and that was not the case. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I thought it because I thought it was like, well, it's it's so obvious who those who those two actors will turn out to be. That would be interesting. No, has, I would have liked that. That would have been cool. Yeah, and it, it's strange that it it just it wasn't that because like those it was always consistently the same actors and her parents end up like looking like a couple of uh, hipsters from like Seattle or something like that. <laughs> I also. The one thing I, I did kind of read, I, we don't have to kind of go too much into this, but, but the episode, cause they go and what they watch an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show, mm -hmm. which we kind of knew was like the inspiration for the first show or the, the first episode of WandaVision. And I'd read, read an interesting article just for a little bit of context, but like the, the episode that Wanda wa wants to watch is season two, episode 21. The episode is, it may look like a walnut. And it's it's apparently like this really weird episode of the Dick Van Dyke show. And I guess it shows up in some of the best 
like sitcom episodes of all time. So it's so out there where it has something to do with, I don't know if it's like a dream, but it, the whole episode's like a nod to the Twilight Zone because like everyone like eats walnuts or something like that. Like you can kind of see it. Like there's, if you go back and you sort of rewatch it, like it's like, why is it going to have like a walnut? And everyone's kind of acting like really kind of odd and stuff like that. And so. So it was an interesting that they picked that one out as far as the one that you want. I'm sure it's just more like a little bit of a nod to like the surrealness of the, the world within the Dick Van Dyke show. And then like, oh, that's kind of like a cool nod to what we're doing here. Right. So anyway, so I just thought I'd bring it up. I didn't even think to go back and look at the episode. Neither did I. I mean, I did notice that Mary Tyler Moore is the mm-hmm. wife, and she's, like, putting a walnut in his pocket. Like, what kind of fucking show is this? The Di- I've never seen the Dick Van Dyke show. I've seen, like, like you know, uh, pictures of it and stuff. It, it only just kind of came up when I was watch- or reading an article about the show this episode later on that people had picked that up. I, it's weird because, I, I, like, I never grew up watching that show. I just feel like it was never on. I, that might be different for Americans. I think maybe it was just a show that was just on more. Uh, just sort of the way Golden Girls was just sort of always on for us, it, it, but for other people, it was the Dick Van Dyke show. So, well, I, well, I feel like uh, you could be right. It's just it's so old. Yeah, it's two different yeah. eras. Yeah, and even for like for these characters, like I, like this, they're watching it on DVD. So I'm assuming that this flashback takes place, you know, the early to mid 2000s, right? I'm putting like oh 2003 as like my year on this flashback. For her parents, that show would have been super fucking old. You know, it just. I, I think this I is mean, more maybe, Feige and the writers nodding to what they watched if they're a little older. But no, but they're not. But they're not that old. They're for Feige. So, this show would be way old. So uh, if I can, I'll add a little bit of context to this. This article that I read, it was actually by the same author who had penned something a few weeks back, where people thought that like, oh, like. like like they, a lot of people had sort of a similar theory, like, oh, maybe Wanda just grew up watching a lot of sitcoms, but they thought just based on her age, that it'd be weird that she would have been watching Dick Van Dyke, uh, the Dick Van Dyke show. But this person who had written the article, I and mean, she's like, well, I'm from Eastern Europe. And we were like 20, 30 years behind, like on just the shows. And so right. you would just watch a bunch of like old, weird American crap, like old black and white shows. Right. Especially that like, like true Eastern for me. that's what I thought, too. It's like, well, it's yeah. Eastern Europe. But, and that's the thing, even though like it was but not, but they had the DVD like it would have because it was DVDs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like if you've got the DVD, thing. you're not 30 years behind. If you're watching yeah. reruns on TV. But it was a, that's that the thing I that was funny about it was that it was a mix of like Dick Van Dyke show and Malcolm in the Middle and yeah. like like bewitched and i think like who's the boss i think this is just you know them trying to honor the sitcom format yeah i agree i i don't think there's anything more than just kind of that and i just think that that's just what it was because it was eastern europe and it's just like it's whatever whatever you can just kind of get your hands on is sort of what it was because anything that was bootleg was sort of you know sort of taboo right they're in the middle of the war like the guy's trying to make a buck i think i think we're dwelling much well, well, hey, we got to. <laughs> what else are we doing? I did like the scene where the mom looks out the window and there's a battle going on outside. Basically, I'm like, it's terrifying, but they're the people who live like they live in these places where there's conflict. You're still in your house, like you're still in your apartment. Like, what are you supposed to do, right? They're like, like, all right, well, let's put the TV on and hope we don't get bombed tonight. 
You know, I've, like it was a good, I've, I've it was a good people. scene. I've known people from places like Ukraine and like other places in like, I'm trying to think like Moldova and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, sometimes you're just like, you're, you're having dinner and you're watching TV and there's like people shooting at each other outside, you know, yeah. and not over like an argument. It's just like, oh, there's like a we're, bit of a, we live in a battle. spoiled society, you know, yeah. very cushy society. My sister did a lot of work in uh, Kabul in the, in, uh, in, in those compounds there and, you know, being protected <laughs> and bombs and other shit are going off even if you're just having lunch and dinner and it's just that's outside the walls so that's just part of life for the for people overseas right in certain areas of the world yeah. it's sad but that's just that's just what it is. yeah so the uh, obviously wanda's parents they uh they don't make it and we go forward to wanda's experience at the hydro compound there with the mind stone loki's scepter so the experiments on her uh, so I wanted to ask you guys a question here. So I, I was wondering if they were intimating, I mean, I think Agnes was, but I was wondering if the show was intimating that Wanda was magic and that the Mind Stone augmented her powers. And the reason I asked that, so there's two pieces there, was after Agnes asked her if she used the probability hex, but she's like basically referenced the total destruction of her apartment. And, you know, you guys are safe. So, you know, the suggestion there that there was something to her. And then when she's in the room with the scepter, the Mind Stone seems to take to her in a special way. So was there something was there something going on there? What do you guys think? Yes, I think she's either magic or special or susceptible to magic. That I think they made a comment that more people, you know, most people in this experiment did not survive yep. or something along no those lines or no one else survived. So like, it's it like, yeah. and, and that was, I believe, even from like Age of Ultron, they basically say that they are the only two survivors of the experiment, mm-hmm. which is weird because then that would also imply because I'm, I'm with Harry where it's she must have had some sort of latent ability mm-hmm. and that the mind stone activated her, which would also sort of imply that her brother was sort of like sort of the same as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. We might know more next week on this, but I'm assuming that's the case. I mean, at the end they call, you know, she finally gets the name name branded officially here as Scarlet Witch. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that means in terms of the witch, you know, backstory, you know, what that means to Agatha or Agnes here, but it's got to be something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. It, it feels like it does need to be something. I hope they don't drop it. I'm worried that they will drop it and uh, not address it, but we'll, we'll see. There isn't a whole lot going on there. We just see our interaction with the stone. I did want to bring this up. I don't remember when in the episode it takes place, but we find that Ag- that Agnes was the one who, like, she was Pietro, like her version of Pietro, right? Yeah. So she created that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, You're right. So what did you guys think of that revelation? Uh, did she say anything? Like, what was the plan? Like, what was the motive for her to do that? I think just to gain her confidence, somebody she could trust. That was the impression I got. Because she said, I was the eyes and ears. Like, she was, she did it to watch her. But she was already watching, right? As as the neighbor. Yeah, but I feel like she tried to take a more intimate role in her family. Like, her brother was somebody that she trusts, somebody she would talk to, hmm. as opposed to the neighbor next door. I, 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 that's how 
how I understood the motivation. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a fine it, motivation. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it actually gives some context to the Halloween episode when Pietro is like interrogating her about like, hey, how did you do all this sort of thing? And she, but she was talking more about like, well, it's not because I think she actually does call him like Fiatro or something like that, like a dumb name like that. Basically saying, well, it's not your brother. She's like, well, because his body's on another continent full of holes. Mm. So I forget, I, I didn't write it down. I'm surprised I didn't, but it, like she kind of, I don't know, a bunch of like comic booky, crystalline, blah, 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 nonsense sort of thing. So it's, again, it's, it's just so strange that they just sort of gloss over this whole fact that they use this other actor that we as the audience are like can read into like so much of it. And then it's like, nah, but it's really nothing. Yeah. In the end, it's Where a Marvel you... shock scene is what it is. Marvel shock it... slash twist scene. Maybe we'll get more because we never got any resolution to from the last episode in regards to Pietro. He like kind of he finds uh, Monica right at that like at the stinger at the end of the episode. So I think we'll get more Pietro. But I think it's kind of weird that they just sort of like she's she's not like, oh, I he's from another dimension. None of that stuff. She's just like, eh, it's just this other thing I just created. But again, it's sort of weird within the context of the show that Wanda kind of accepted him as her mm-hmm. brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. She has she seems to have bl- uh, like blinders on. I don't know if it's deliberate or not, it, but a little bit. But it's sort of again, it was sort of strange because. I could never tell, like, throughout every episode of the show, if Wanda was just, she was the one kind of playing along, she, or, or, because it almost mm-hmm. seemed as though, like, she, and that's why I was kind of thought that it wasn't all her creating all of this, because she also seemed kind of confused as to what was going on. The first episode, even she didn't really know the backstory. It wasn't just vision. Like, she just couldn't right. come up with anything. She still says, I don't know how I did any of this. And then she just sort of accepts, Pietro, she's like, well, you look different. What happened to your accent kind of thing? But not be like, well, you're not. You're obviously, you're not my brother. I mean, you're you're not. It's not that you just recast another actor that kind of looks like, what's his face? Like, they, they get this whole other guy. So it's sort of, so it's a little confusing. Maybe they'll, they'll clear up more of that next episode. Maybe not. Or maybe, just like Harry said, she just has blinders on and she's just sort of accepting it. Because she wanted to, because that's what she needed. We'll see. Uh, I'm not convinced that Marvel's doing a whole, that Marvel's doing a multiverse thing. I think they might just be fucking with us. I don't think that it's in their best interest to introduce a multiverse for a few reasons. One being DC is doing it, I think, to poor effect. And I think it's too confusing for the general audience. So I'd be glad that they are discarding those elements. But that's we'll see what happens. That's just that's just kind of what I think. So, OK, uh, so shit, where were we? Other flashback scenes, I think. We did the parents one and the Stark bomb. Then we did the, the stone. The mind stone. The, yeah, the mind stone one. What's the next one? One other thing we kind of missed with the mind stone. I mean, it's, it's real quick, but they do, I mean, they kind of show like that vision of the Scarlet Witch costume a little bit. Yeah. But then later they're mm. showing, they show her again, another TV thing where they, she's in, seeming like she's in the Hydra base bunker and she's watching the Brady. I think it's the Brady bunch. Right. Yeah. yeah. Didn't the episode where like, I think it's the, it's the third episode where she gives birth, but vision is like putting a diaper on the, like the doll. Yeah. I think that's I think right. Like the same doll in the, 
TV show that she's watching. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that at all. Okay. So it was, I, I, I just, I, it's like, wait, because I remember, like, wasn't there a doll before? I went back and have a, have a look, but yeah, so. So the next flashback is her at the sword compound, mm-hmm, right? That's the next one. So, yeah, so she, this is where we see her storming. No, hang on, in. hang on. Don't we, so, you skipped over uh, where she's in Avengers. With, with, Vin- with Vision, with Vision, at the Avengers. Oh, at like the Avengers Civil, compound. Civil War time frame. Right, right. Yeah, I like. I, 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 yeah, think, right, right after I, Age of Ultron, right? Yeah, I think it's directly after Age of Ultron. Yeah, because she's still mourning her brother. Yeah, and her hair is the color from. I it was a hair That's thing right. where I think she changed her hair color later, Civil War, and she still had the darker hair from Age of Ultron, and she right. still because she even says like, "Well, you know, my brother is dead or something to that effect, and I'm in a new country." So I think yes, that was that's right. right after yeah. Yeah, Ultron. That's but right. Before yeah. Civil War. I like this scene. I thought this was good. Heartfelt. And I like the joke that was just the Malcolm in the Middle show there where Brian Cranston gets buried under his handiwork. It was very yeah. funny. It was good. It I, actually was the only time I laughed the whole episode. I also thought it was, again, like a little – because it was – I like Vision's reaction to it where it's like – what does he say? It's something like the injury <laughs> is – it's it's funny, right? I thought it was a bit of a. a well, it was. A it was something a, like because it, it is like he's been maimed or something like it was. It was more serious than an injury. It was like he's been maimed or something like that. And she's like, it's not that kind of show. But I did think that was also. It was neat because remember, like in the I can't. I think it was the Family Ties opener. Maybe maybe it was the third episode where he's putting together the swing set and it falls down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. thought it was like a little bit of kind of like wink and a nod to like both of those a little bit. Like the interaction between the two. I mean, man, talk about a downer. You know, because like she is like she's in a dark place and he's trying. So I mean, I thought it was like a really like dark scene, but like a sweet scene as well. Uh, without being, yeah, it um, is. But she's she's mourning, right? So this whole yeah. thing's about her. You know, as we've kind of this is another thing that we've kind of nailed on day one is this is just her dealing with grief. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is just you know more scenes of her dealing with grief and how she attached to Vision during this vulnerable time and something that she needed. And I don't know, it's interesting to. Vision need this, but that's a separate question. But I guess he did. It's also more character development than either it, it, of them it, got. It, in, it, in it is, it is, uh, and this is not to take away from anything that. Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen have they have good chemistry. We've talked about that. More scenes between them is good, but I'm finding that I wish that they took a bit more time on their relationship. We're eight episodes in, and I thought it started off strong in the first two episodes, and now we've deviated a bit. This is a separate topic altogether, and and you have to because there's there's a bigger story to tell here, and and yeah, I'm still enjoying everything, but I wish they so the scene's good. I just wish there was more of this. You know, where you could kind of really get a bit more of the feels. It's kind of funny as you guys were talking about the scene. Again, I don't want to segue too much, but do you remember that episode in TNG where Data had the girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and she's, yeah, it's a good episode. And in that, what, 40 minutes there, you really get some feels for Data and her. And these are two characters mm-hmm. that we've never seen interact before on the show. But here we've seen Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen consistently interact with each other. This seems good, but it's not as powerful as it needs to be. And I'm hoping that next week's episode gives us that emotional punch on whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Because if it doesn't, I think that's 
I'm going to have a big problem. I am I feel like I'm missing something here between these two now. Eight episodes in, it started really strong, and now I'm thinking a little bit the opposite way. I don't know about you guys, but it's just well, because you know we're focusing I, on so many other things. I think you brought up a really important point. I'm going to agree with you completely because your example from TNG, that's a really, really good one because – you know, if you watch TNG, like it's its own show, obviously, and they have many, many seasons to tell their stories, but they tell, they, they, they stick to their format. Like TNG sticks to their format and they know how to like work different types of stories into their show. And I think one of the, like this, like WandaVision exposes a weakness in Marvel. It seems to me that they don't know how to tell a story outside of the Marvel framework. With TNG, you have the TNG framework, and they know how to tell stories within that framework that work. And that, like that episode you brought up, is a great example because it's very different than anything they've done, but it's still within the show. Like it, it makes sense; it's part of the TNA. But with WandaVision, every time they need to advance the plot of the series. They have to step outside of the format that they chose for the show. Every sitcom episode, they don't really do a goddamn thing to advance anything. We don't learn anything in any sitcom-centric episode. Not really. We get little tidbits here and there. But when they're like, it feels like when the writers, the producers are like, okay, well, we need to advance the story. How do we do that? Well, let's just do a story. Now we got to go outside of the bubble. And it's just standard Marvel fare. And an episode like this, uh, and this is, I think, what the the third episode that doesn't that isn't a sitcom format, and we only have nine episodes, and they don't, and it's almost if this is a Marvel movie, this would be like the mushy, this would be like the mushy second act where we have the exposition and all the bullshit where there's no action or anything entertaining happening. Like they have no idea how to tell these stories outside of the regular format. And that's a real disappointment to me. I think we need to see how it wraps up next week to, yeah, to we kind do. of make a final judgment call on what you're saying, Jeff. Although I think I kind of agree that with Jeff in the sense that I feel it's leaning towards that because I think they're also a little bit hamstrung by the fact that they have chosen to create like this mystery show around why is it a sitcom, right? And mm-hmm. then it just... So, like, the first couple episodes, you can kind of get away with it. Well, it's just sort of being, like, a, it's weird, and you have these characters that you know in a different context, and you know this is unnatural in some way. And I think, actually, before they introduced any of the outside world, they were sort of, I mean, they, they were just, like, building, like, mystery. But then when it sort of came time to, yeah, like, advance the story more, it was less, it was, I wouldn't say it's less. I mean, there are, we did get other stuff where Vision is, like, he sees the email, he has the interaction with his coworker and snaps him out of, like, the mystical funk, and then he has the, the argument with Wanda. Those are, like, smaller moments, I guess. Whereas, like, the first two episodes are just sort of the, the establishment. So it's fine that they're mm-hmm. not like that. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure I'm quite as harsh in it. I mean, I think it's, it's like a valid way of looking at it. But at the same time, like, it's also like a mystery show. Like, it's not necessarily about, like, well, what are these, what's the relationship between these two characters? Even though I wish we had more of that. I don't know. Like, maybe it's just what you want to get out of the show. And for me, it's like, I, I like some mystery stuff. I like some superhero stuff. The relationship stuff, it's like, well, it's already just kind of there. And this episode's just like a big information dump. Yeah, I, I guess, I, I mean, Harry's probably right. Like, we need to see the final episode before we can make a judgment on the whole thing. That's true. I just feel, I just feel like 
guys remember, you know, watching we and we did our reviews of Star Trek Picard. It's like you got you get nine episodes. You can't like is this is it does it make sense to waste any time? I know we got some backstory here, but we knew all this already. Did we not? Most of it, yeah. So why are we, yeah, so why are we doing a whole, like, we have nine episodes, and there's so much, there's so much untapped potential, so much material out there, like, so many cool things I could have done, because I've done some really awesome things with the format, and we're doing, <laughs> we're doing a clip show. It's Shades of Grey, is what we're doing. Well, that's also, it's, it's funny, because it's also part yeah, of, if you're, it's, it's also part of the format. <laughs> so, it's hard to, if you're yeah. saying stick but to the format, the clip show's, is, clip show's part of the format. But, 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 but well, that's why I, I agree, said, but like, they should have done it in the format of a clip show. Like, this yeah, is and that, that's why I that. said at the top. Yeah, it's like it's it's a bit of an homage to the clip show, but it's not really a clip show because we're not seeing clips of anything from the like, Wandavision sh- show. It's just they should have yeah. they should have done the flashbacks as sitcoms. Yeah, they should have. Right, that would have been great. Like, and as different sitcoms, like that would have been then it would have been gold. And they should have named it Shades of Grey. Exactly. The episode should have been called Shades of Grey. Again. Shades of Grey. <laughs> that would have been great. I would have been running no, the should No, if they do it like, they, what they do, if they did like a more traditional clip show, and then the title of the episode should be The Writers Were on Strike. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. Well, I was looking, because I saw the title of the episode, I'm like, oh, this will be interesting. But they didn't do that, which was a uh, real shame. All right, so let's get back to the show. So the next flashback is her at sword trying to recover vision's body so her first meeting with the director of sword and we see visions pretty much fucked up all dismantled now correct me if i'm wrong did we not see in a previous episode that somebody had watched a video of her supposedly stealing the body i'm assuming yes i'm assuming that hayward has manipulated some video to make it look like Okay, so that's it, what I thought too. So, so I just want to on, check. Hang on. So it was in the so it's the fourth episode when we finally come out of Westview, right? And shows like Monica's story. Oh, maybe it was the episode after that. But yeah, Hayward shows it. Doesn't really manipulate it though. He just kind of shows her it like carefully edited so to show Wanda walking, like using her magic okay. to open the door, right. and then busting oh, some okay. glass and then flying down the room, and then it just cuts out from there. Dramatization right. may not have happened. Well, yeah. I don't know if you remember that one from The Simpsons with Rock Bottom with the Homer, but that's all good. That's I'm laughing because I can picture it. I don't know. Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Dramatization. What is may this? Not have what is this Simpson? What is the Simpsons you reference? <laughs> I don't. <sighs> at, at any rate, but yeah, you it, have it, failed. Did, but that's okay. Yeah, we did sort of see like like the security footage of this incident, but it sort of left out some of the critical parts. Where they they actually kind of litter in like they like like yeah you can come right. in but she opened the door on her own and even though she busted the glass she didn't actually leave with Vision's body right they just cut right. all that out like it made it seem as though she like attacked the facility is what it was right that's what it looked like yeah and that's also so why because I also theorized that she knew who Hayward was when they met because she knew him by name because she did she does call him by name when she like pulls that drone out of the the hex there at one point so but, but that was the first time she met him was the when she came in right yeah well that we see here mm-hmm. yeah okay so she doesn't steal vision's body so she gets back that was the last flashback right and we see that she creates 
this version of vision, version of vision, version, version of vision. Well, she okay. makes a little drive through right, the she, real west. She drives through the town, the real which, town, which is did you guys find decline. that weird? Did you, did you find so? weird that like just just seeing like I guess at an Avenger just like driving like like a sedan just through a small busy yeah, town like it was just a shitty compact rental car. Yeah, it was a little odd. Actually, I, I thought that too when she gets into the car and it's just this like yeah like it's like a Kia. It's a Buick Forte or something. I don't know what it was. It's just yeah. some bullshit compact car. It is funny, but she's got to get her like it's. I like when they do stuff she can like fly. that. She's not. She's not Tony. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah, I thought. Well, I mean, maybe a short distances. I don't know. I, I just thought it was. She's just not kind Tony of Stark. Funny. Like Tony Stark is always is all about like flying around. Like I'm Iron Man and stuff. And you no, know, but she's like, like you know got the keys and like it beeps, and then she's just like driving around town, just you know like you know checking her or like doing her shoulder checks and stuff. I don't know why. I just thought it was so this funny. Way. Like to I see mean, a superhero I doing could... like the most pedestrian of things. Yeah, exactly. I, I like it when they do that. I mean, I figure like I could, you know, like I could run around my, I could run to the grocery store, but that's a lot of work. I imagine flying is a lot more work than running. I'll take, I'll drive. You know, it's a couple, you know what I mean? I feel like it's the same thing. Yeah. It's exactly the same flying and running. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I just wondered why Vision decided to buy such a, buy a property in this fucking bullshit town in New Jersey. It could like, have what been. What an asshole. Yeah, no It could have been too that it was Most like the them. town was maybe a little bit better because in theory he would have bought it five years prior and maybe just in That's the five true. years of like during after the snap it just turned into a dump. Okay. Yeah, Maybe. that checks out. I don't know. That's that's actually that I does check I just, out. That does check that out because it's is like what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I just figure he's so clueless. I mean, I figure like his AI. Like, come on, man, New Jersey. But it's, the comp, but the the Avengers compounds right there. Yeah, so if the Avengers compounds right there, and I think Tony Stark gave him some New Jersey Devil tickets season pass. There you go. <laughs> Which is why they move so far out of the city. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to a Devils game. <laughs> no, they're smart. They'll fly to the Devils if game. It's, if there's like a yeah. scene where he's like wearing like a hockey jersey at a game, that would be great. Like, because <laughs> I, I always did find it funny when he. No, 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 no. They were hired as security. The paint? Like David Putty. Oh, and the face paint. paint. Devils paint. Yeah. There you go. They were hired as security to manage the shootings in front of the Devils stadium. So. Oh boy. There you go. <laughs> Which is a real problem from what I hear. Yeah. But who gives a shit? It's the devils. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, where were we here? All right. So she's in the town. Yeah. And that's, uh, and then she, you know what there? actually I like? She looks at the deed and it's like, uh, Wanda Maximoff and the vision, like the, as the owners. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. That's funny. And the yeah. vision. <laughs> the vision. The vision. vision. The vision is his name. They've done that before too when they had Civil War, when they had like the Accords and they would have like, like the contract part where they have everyone's name and then you're supposed to sign it and then it's just like the vision which yeah. i yeah so i thought that deed i thought that was kind of funny as well because then i thought like who was the realtor <laughs> in that exchange right and uh, then he had to go to like a lawyer and everything like that uh, did they have to get him a green card did they have to get him like a social security number i assume they must have right i would assume that tony stark just just said hey i need okay i got this synthesoid here yeah, he needs a social security number or uh, yeah, social security number. He's a driver's uh, license. A driver's license, birth certificate. Here's a billion dollars. I'm Tony Stark. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. I want to see that scene. Want, and that's then, the and scene I want to see. Also needs like an income because otherwise where does the money come from? 
Well, I assume that the Avengers are on salary, right? Like they get paid, like like Tony Stark pays the Avengers. Yeah, I don't think they have to worry about bills. They're, yeah, they're, no, their accounts are already have, loaded. They must have money to like you know some spending around or throwing around money, right? So yeah, some walking around money. Walking around money. That's what I was trying to find. Yeah, should yeah, pull out like like, like the, Vision's the bat card or Avengers card. You know, just like just like well, Batman. Well, know? that I I mean like more like. <laughs> What about visions like, 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 like a corporate sweaters, card. like yeah, the like like corporate cards, right? I mean, I, I mean, obviously, it's not paying them very much. It's like Wanda's shitty sedan there, but you know, yeah, like Vision's got all those. He's got to wear buy pants and stuff. And I always assume that he just like manifested the clothes that he wore. Yeah, I guess that would make more sense. I guess it just felt like he's such a like his clothes. Yeah, I guess he must manifest them. I don't know. It's hard to say because the cape comes out of nowhere. Yeah, the cape comes out of nowhere. That's yeah. a good point. I feel like that was Ultron's plan all along. He's like, I just want this body so I can make all these like all these sweaters. And just wear sweaters all day. <laughs> sweaters. That, that was that all was Ultron's master plan. It, it's a very and then he would have called himself Robert California. <laughs> yeah, it's a very James Spader situation there. Like I could see him wearing those clothes. Paul Bettany just stole James Spader's wardrobe. What an asshole. Okay, what sets her off? Because this is she's point? on the property. Oh, she's grief, man. She sees that I, you know, this was for us to live in together and grow old together, and then she just so loses she, it. She just loses it. Okay, right, right. Well, because she just saw the body, right? right. And she, she and then she's like, the deed. right? She, she, she says like I can't because she tried to like almost revive him like right there in sword. Mm-hmm. It seemed as though, and then then that didn't happen. Drives to the spot, looks at the deed. I don't remember if it had like a little heart on it, but definitely it said did. to grow. I think it did, yeah. yeah. And then it says to grow old and together. Yeah. And then it just, it's just too much for her to take, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And that's the start. Like she creates. So this is interesting. We see her creation of this vision. So the, so what she's been dealing with isn't, she never took the body. This isn't the, this isn't the vision. This is her manifestation of it. And yet it seems to be somewhat autonomous i don't know i this really threw me for a little yeah i mean i was because because they say that well she took the body i'm like well that makes sense Mm -hmm. Uh, but the fact that yeah she was able to kind of manifest it to me is yeah he's 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 part of the this fabric i mean i think we all know where it's going at based on the last shot you saw the after credits scene right yes okay so we all know it's gonna go or we can guess but yeah this vision cannot exist outside of this matrix Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but you no, know, I was just I was surprised to see that it wasn't yeah, the, the that, physical. Yes, I was well, especially because they sort of establish, as you said, that he has autonomy, right? Because well, I guess he's the only only person there that's not. Re- I don't know. I mean, like to kind of make sense of it is is odd. But then as to why he doesn't quite obey what Wanda wants the way other people in the hex do is sort of strange. So he's got to be more than just like a pure illusion of sorts. Right. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it goes like, cause we are always, a, or we have postulated previously that she reanimated the body using the power, like her powers, which come from the mind stone, Yeah, which is his, his source of his power. Right. So, but it's still, it's kind of still that. Like she just how they made how they film that scene. He like he comes out like she creates vision out of herself, out of her power, which is the mind stone. So like it's like she has I don't know. To me, it felt like she has his consciousness stored like somehow in herself. 
because she has that power. Like she has the Mind Stone. Yeah. Although he didn't have any Earth, memories, you know. Yeah, that's well, that's a, true. Right. That's a good. But point, it's almost like she doesn't either when she's on the inside either, though. I think that's yeah. just yeah. denial. That's denial. That's cognitive dissonance or something along yeah, those lines. It's yeah. No, but it's odd though because like at, at times she doesn't seem to have any memories either. But then selective memory, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like because that, but then like she, you know, she knew what the drone was and then took it out and threw it at Hayward. Yeah, so it's like little things like that where it's it, it's not clear. I'm okay with the ambiguity of it. Like I don't think we need to mm-hmm. like. Oh, in this episode she said this, and well, in that episode she said that. But we keep saying like her powers come from the Mind Stone, but it's actually again. I mean, I'm really more on like kind of what Harry is saying is that she had powers and the Mind Stone either enhanced them or just brought them to the front or something like that, and that's where Agatha's. Because that's also too where Agatha is like doing the slow clap audience uh, stands, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Well, it all." Uh, she's, I can't remember what she says, but that's what she's kind of after. It's like, "How did you do this?" And like, so she's like, "What?" Basically, she's interested in the fact that Wanda created this like whole other person who isn't an illusion. That's right. Yeah, that's where the episode formally ends. I think, right? No, I think that's where the flashbacks is- end, and then Agatha. Then it goes back to the basement and. Wanda, you know, back to the present in Westview, and she's uh, Wanda snaps out of it and says, "Well, where's the kids?" And oh, where's the kids? Right. Yeah, and then, which is an interesting thing because I mean, these kids are also to me imaginary, unless something else is presented next week. That's what she's holding on to, and then she sees them held captive outside, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. There, there is an element. I don't know how much they'll bring this in from the comic book, but there is something in one of the like in a very old story with Wanda's children. They were an illusion or something like that. I forget exactly. I think then later on that was retcon. That's not quite what it was, but I thought that was just sort of knowing a little bit of that history there i thought that was sort of interesting knowing now kind of where a vision was sort of created like well where do the kids come from and are they real because i also believe that in the comic book agatha helped wanda not go completely crazy when her children like disappeared i guess when it turned out their illusions Something like that. They might be doing a little bit of reversal here on, on that sort of idea. Or they may just not exist after this is all done. Maybe Wanda will just wake up and Ben's like, oh, this is a bad dream all along. Well, it's kind no, of she, interesting. She'll wake hey, up next to Bob Newhart. And, oh, uh, well, <laughs> have you guys seen the, the latest Wonder Woman? Yes. No. So it's almost like I wonder – I'm not going to spoil it for you, Jeff. I'm almost wondering if the ending of this is almost like a similar theme and an ending for what Wanda will have to do next week. That, that would be weird if it, they turn out kind of so – I know what you're saying, Harry, yeah, and it would be odd. And I did have the same thought. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for uh, the outside of that conversation. I just keep waiting for it to show up where I don't have to pay $30, $20, or whatever. Uh, it's 20 now. My kids – Twisted yeah, my arm. Yeah. I, the two girls it, who can't no, wait to see it. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not judging anybody for it. I'm just like I'm. I my luck. I'll rent it. And then, like, the week after that, like, now available for streaming, Wonder Woman 1984. So Yeah, I know. You're probably one month away from renting it for five bucks still. Well, that'd be... We should do that one on the show. But anyways, let's... uh, We should do that one on the show. Well, we're going to have to do our 12-episode miniseries on Zack Snyder's Justice League in a month. Yeah, I have no idea how much... Two two weeks? Two weeks, baby. No, no, no. Two weeks, baby. You have to say it right. Two weeks. (laughs) Two weeks. (laughs) 
That's right. This is, you have to have a standard on this show, guys. Come on. Yeah, we, I know. What a, what a break in the format. We got to have high standards. All right. So the kids are held hostage and that's that for them, right? Like that's all we see. I think he, she just says, then drops a name, the Scarlet Witch. You are the Scarlet the Witch. The Scarlet, oh yeah, you're the Scarlet Witch because she yeah. can create. Yeah, right, right. Well, she has a name now, so good for her. It's only been six years. It is kind of funny that they never gave her a name until now. That was a legal thing. Are you sure? Yeah, like with when... They use the character's real name, all of her powers, her likeness and everything, but they can't use her superhero name? Could not use her, her or Quicksilver's superhero names, nor refer to them as mutants. But they could have the same, like roughly the same powers and like kind of everything else. And that was part of like the weird deal share between Fox and Marvel Studios. I would love to see what those legal contracts actually look like, but like, like how you have funny, access right? to like those characters and stuff like that. Cause then it was also, yeah, anyways, I, I just think it'd be funny. Like that type of minutiae would have to be in a contract somewhere, right? So yeah, you're reading that contract. Like yeah. in a hundred years, be reading this contract. What is this? Yeah. That is the reason why they've never called her Scarlet Witch. And, but now that they have, they have access to use them. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. All right. So that's the episode. And then we get to the after credit scene. So sword is rebuilt. Vision, like the, the the actual vision, his body's been reconstructed, and they took. Okay, so is is that the drone? Yes. Okay. That so she that- had. Yeah, they tried to like Monica had piloted, and Hayward tried to shoot her with the drone, and then she like is dragging it out of the hex, and it still had like her like energy i guess or whatever right okay because because it had that weird glow to it when she kind of threw it at them and then i guess it still just kind of retained it which which is i believe is what we're seeing uh, in that one shot yeah right that's what it looks like because they because he says that we just needed power from the source or or words to that effect right all right well that means that vision the body of vision is functional i guess we're gonna see a big throwdown i guess we'll see and that's the end of the episode so what are your I guess we can wrap it up, Harry. Why don't you, uh, well, I'll give you the last word, Harry. Nathan, why don't you start us off? What are your overall thoughts on this episode and, you know, any other, you know, final thoughts or predictions or whatever going into the final, the ninth episode? Um, so yeah, a couple things, although I don't think it was necessarily bad episode. I do feel a little frustrated when shows kind of do something like it. I don't know how much this truly advanced the, the overall story. It was neat to see some of these, the, like some of the backstory to her character, things we'd only heard referenced in the movies, you know, and, and this was also kind of my, this is my frustration with other shows that, I mean, I like a nice tight show because I don't like a bunch of wasted episodes, but then they still seem to kind of go out of the way to like waste the whole episode. Like you got nine, use it or make 10 episodes or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was a bad episode. It's, it's just a little, I guess a little frustrating. They kind of do that sort of thing. Some of my other thoughts, Agatha, White vision i bought the funko pops today they're looking pretty <laughs> sexy the agatha one's actually cool and then the only other thing i thought i'm not sure if you guys had read this a while ago paul bettany had mentioned this was like i think very shortly after the show had started about episode three in an interview he said you know at one point in the show there's there's an actor that i've been wanting to work with my whole life and it's going to be electric I now believe he's talking, 
he was being cheeky and he's just talking about himself because <laughs> everyone was like, Oh, who could it be? Could it be Patrick Stewart? Or could it be Ian McKellen? Could it be this person? I, I, no, I think he's just, it's just cheeky British humor is all it is. So I have kind of predictions of what's going to actually happen in the next episode. I think it's going to be a lot, even longer episode. And I sort of know some stuff about, cause like white vision is that's a thing from the comic books. So I think I kind of might know where they're going, but they might just be sort of like, again, like just sort of doing a bit of a rope a dope with like nerds who have like a little bit of knowledge about the comic book. So I won't say too much because I, I still feel bad about like dropping the egg, the Harkness thing, even though it was maybe not that big of a spoiler. No, it wasn't. I mean, I don't, I, if anybody found out about that and was spoiled on our show, uh, that'd be a big congratulations to us. I think, I think I'm with you there. It's a frustrating episode because yeah, like you said, you got nine episodes, man. You can't waste an episode. Yeah, make it 10 or 13. It's so, what I mean, I said it earlier. It's like they don't know how to tell a story outside of the traditional Marvel framework. So they chose this format and it feels like they didn't fully commit to it. Like there's no reason why they couldn't have told this story in the stylized sitcom fashion. And, and that, I think that goes for every episode that was technically outside of the hex. I think they had a great opportunity there to, I don't know, to, 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 like they could tell the story, like they could do it in that format. And I, I just, I don't know why they didn't go for it, you know? So that's frustrating to me. It's not, yeah, it's not a bad episode, but we knew all of this stuff or at least three quarters of this stuff we already knew we were already privy to it it wasn't necessary so i think it's a, it's kind of a shame but you know again I'm, I'm i'm here for it i'm looking forward to this week i hope it's a good finale i am i guess i'm disappointed that i assume we're not going to get a sitcom next week i don't see how we could you know i just hope to, they all end up, up in jail that'd be great end up in jail yeah well that's where they belong <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, so Harry, what are your final thoughts on this episode? Yeah, similar to you guys. Slightly disappointing. It was a wasted episode, mostly to me. I dug the beginning. I liked the stuff with Agnes. I liked how she wasn't just also like a maniacal, cackling bad person when she revealed herself to Wanda and they were going through the flashbacks. She was genuinely trying to figure out how Wanda's making this all work. Like, it felt genuine from uh, Catherine Hahn's performance, so I was digging all of that. But from the flashbacks, we learn next to nothing much new, as you guys already talked about. So, and we already talked about that I really feel that they're missing some more scenes between Wanda and Vision to really drive home a real punch for next week. I hope they can pull it off, but I'm worried. So mm -hmm. because the last few episodes, they haven't spent a lot of time together and that's really disappointing for me. So for a story about Wanda and Vision and they're not interacting a lot now and they didn't interact a lot in the movies, so there's not a lot that we can latch onto. It's disappointing. So hopefully they find a way to make it work. They got a good balance next week. Let's hope. Yeah, no, agreed. Okay, I well, I guess. I think uh, them making uh, Papper Cash was and all the relationship <laughs> and storytelling you needed. <laughs> or the references to him blatantly invading her privacy on multiple occasions. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, what a right. creep. He's just like <laughs> walk into her room. Like, wow, well, I saw the door was open, so I'll just walk in like a wall. <laughs> you right. know? That was my favorite scene for, well, that was the Civil War, right? Yeah, that was, that was my favorite scene of that movie. Okay, so that's the show, guys. We'll end it there, and we will be back on Friday for the finale of WandaVision. So thanks, guys, for doing this, and yeah, I guess we'll, we'll talk to you then. All right, sounds good. See you guys. See you later. All right.